Would you ever hire a homeless person to be your financial advisor? How about a high school dropout to be your child's tutor? Of course you wouldn't. And that's exactly why Sharon Wolf felt so trapped. She had a secret that in an instant could destroy her career. See, she was a marriage counselor trapped in a failed marriage. And Bill, not only was she a marriage counselor, she was the marriage counselor. Oprah loved her, had her on eight times. She wrote five best-selling books on the subject, but all the while she was hiding a whopper of a secret. Her marriage was a sham. Now, how is that possible? You can find out in her new book on relationships. Yep, she's written another one, only this one blows everything she's written before out of the water. Let's welcome the author of Love Shrinks, The Woman who lied to Oprah, <laughs> Sharon Wolf. Hey, Sharon, how are you? Oh, Mark and Bill, what am I going to say after that introduction? You know, come on. Having a bad marriage is one thing. That can happen to everybody. It seems like it happens to half of everybody, at it least. It does, more than half. But lying to Oprah, I mean, that's almost a sacrilege. I should be drawn and quartered, but but I actually did not lie to Oprah. This is a kind of cute little spin on it, but what happened was that I was on Oprah telling 13 million people how to stay lovers for life, and my marriage was failing. But, I mean, you can be a coach of the world's greatest team and not be able to play the game for five minutes. So I'm I'm a great coach, but my personal game is, uh, shall we say, lacking. But Sharon, didn't you read your own books? This Old Spouse, How to Stay Lovers for Life. What the heck went wrong? I wrote This Old Spouse. (laughs) I wrote How to Stay Lovers for Life to Save My Marriage. I thought if I thought of every single marriage counselor trick of the trade I could think of, and I tried them all at home, they would work. So there's nothing that I wrote about that I didn't try at home. It just, and you know, I told other people, and my tricks of the trade worked for them, and they all got better and walked off happily ever after. And I was sitting there in in a depressed lump getting nowhere. Wow. You know what? Uh, your, your point about being a, a great coach and never playing the game is a great one, because uh, as we all know, there are a lot of those. And, and good for you for kind of fessing up and, 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 you know, claiming your own problems. But not only did this whole incident turn your life upside down, it really forced you to reconsider everything you believed in and truly everything you'd been advising people to do for years, didn't it? It really did, because in the beginning, 20 years ago, when I started out as a marriage counselor and long before Love Shrinks, I believed that every couple who wanted to stay together could stay together. All they had to do was want it. And so I counseled couples in that direction. I was not willing to accept failure that, that, that they got divorced. And I helped all those couples stay together. And now that I have a lot more wisdom, I realize that not every couple is meant to stay together. Some couples are really meant to separate. So now I can help the couple do what is best for them, not as, what, not as what, what's good for my record of saving marriages. And even more interesting is that you actually have phoned all those couples that you convinced to stay together and told them it was a big mistake, they should split. I did. I told them all, cut, cut it out now, get, get divorced. Uh, I'm so sorry that I helped you be happy. You know, what part, though, I think the thing that everybody struggles with is that we all know that marriage is not easy, that it does take work, it does take sacrifice. Uh, at what point do you realize that, you know what, it's, it's not worth this much work or I do need to take the next step? 
Well, that's why I wrote Love Shrinks, because I was so bad at that. I was in that marriage for 15 years, and I just, I kept trying. I think my problem was that I was an unfailing optimist, and I kept believing that the next day and the next day things would get better, and they just didn't. So I'm trying to help people who have stayed in something too long but need to move on see the signs of that. I think when in the beginning it's like uh, 20% of the relationship is dirt and 80% is great and you just need to find somebody who's 20% dirt you can live with. But what happens in a bad marriage is that flips and it becomes 80% dirt and 20% good times because it's not to say that there aren't still some good times in a bad marriage and it's not to say that unhappy couples are not just as attached as happy couples. So can I ask you what happened? I mean, you're the perfect woman. You're attractive, successful, outgoing, incredibly talented, and we can hear your passion about life. If you can't make it work, we're all doomed. Well, that's not true. First of all, I can make it work. I just couldn't make it work there. And I was smart to know that I couldn't make it work there. And um, while 50% of all marriages are doomed to divorce, 50% aren't. So all you've got to try to do is be in the 50% that aren't. And how much, you know, it used to be, Sharon, that if uh, you your marriage fell apart, you were a failure. And, you know, that's not the case anymore. As you are noting, sometimes that means you're a success because you've understood that you're not with the right person. Uh, is it too easy to walk away from a relationship today? Well, it's very easy to walk away from a relationship emotionally. Physically, it's not that easy when you've got children and mortgages and in-laws and, you know, layoffs and things like that. So I think there are a lot of people who stay in bad marriages because they just don't really feel that they can get out. But um, while it's true that it's really, really tough for the kids if, if couples split up, uh, the kids also don't want to be around two people who hate each other, they learn their model of how to live together and how to be a couple from watching their parents. And if they've got parents who are absolutely miserable, these kids are, are living, they're, they're, there's a lot of joyless times in their life from having to be around parents who are that unhappy. Well, it, it's, it's really something to, 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 to sit back and think about how you had to make such a left turn and go through things yourself. Does it kind of make you wonder about all the people that we do listen to on talk shows or we read about in magazines dispensing advice that we make some of the most important decisions in our lives on? I think you have to really look at the credibility of the person that you take advice from. The fact is that I've been a marriage counselor for 20 years, and I've been helping people for 20 years. And along with helping a lot of people, I happened to get a divorce. I think for me, there's a separation of my work, my professional life, and my personal life. And I certainly don't think that one impacts heavily on the other. I think I'm a better marriage counselor for having gotten a divorce. I think I would have been a much worse marriage counselor where if I'd stayed in a bad marriage and tried to do my work. I think watching my couples get better and better and better from my advice, I came to realize that the only sane thing for me to do was to leave. Hmm. We are talking to Sharon Wolf, uh, a marriage counselor and an author whose new book is called Love Shrinks, a very interesting read. And you're, you're kind of reinventing yourself in several different ways now. Tell us about that. What are you doing? 
Well, I'm still a marriage counselor, and one thing I do that, that speaks to one of your guests later on is that I work for the Jazz Foundation. I counsel jazz musicians who have gotten older and uh, need some help because they gave away all their songs, all their great, great tunes when they were young for a pittance, and they aren't getting paid for those songs. So I help jazz musicians at the Jazz Foundation. I still uh, do marriage counseling. I write books, and I write Ride my bike long distances. (laughs) So how tough is it, though, for you to date somebody? I mean, I would think that, uh, you know, who wants to date the chick that lied to Oprah? (laughs) Well, wait a minute. I think it's who wants to date the chick that writes about the guys she's with. I think it's more that. (laughs) (laughs) So really, how do you do that? What was it? I mean, now there's going to be a whole list of uh, how to manage through the minefield of dating. Well, I think that it's, it's hard to date me. But you know what? I'm struck. It hasn't really stopped them. They're still around. I, I can't say that they're coming in droves, but they do show up from, from eon to eon. They do show up, and they do want to go out. So some, some men are very brave. <laughs> you, you mentioned that occasionally you take a very long bicycle ride. Uh, you, you actually do that alone, and you take a tent and a sleeping bag and, and kind of do your own thing, don't you? I do that. I went from Astoria, Oregon to Crescent City, California on my bike all by myself and set up my tent in hiker-biker camps every night and slept. I did it all alone. I think being by yourself doesn't mean you can't have great vacations. You just have to learn how to be fearless. I went to Alaska uh, one time all by myself and rode my bike across part of Alaska. So what I do is I take each year a, a real adventure trip that that I thought I couldn't do, and I find out I can do it. And and by the way, I'm 61 years old, so I'm no spring chicken. Now that blew me away. You know, I don't know why in my mind you sound so young. You sound like you have so much energy. Well, I do have a lot of energy, and I am young, but I wanted to tell you, since this is growing bolder and you're dealing with baby boomers, I wanted to tell you that that's, I'm part of that generation, and uh, I'm still doing things that, that thrill me. Each year I try something new that thrills me, and um, there's just always room for adventure if you, if you think that. And what a great way to live life. And I guess that's basically, that's your takeaway, is don't be afraid to look towards the future by clinging to the things you held on to in the past. And don't be afraid that there won't be a next chapter. There's going to be a next chapter if you're willing to see it and work for it and put in a little sweat. What a great place to leave it. Her new book is quite an amazing read, and let's just say it's not your typical Save Your Marriage self-help book. It's called Love Shrinks, and she is the always interesting Sharon Wolf. Thanks, Sharon. Mm-hmm.